Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA draft, John Wall will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. The volume. Alright, welcome to Hoops Tonight here at The Volume. Happy Sunday, everybody. I hope all of you guys are having a great weekend. Round 1 NBA playoff coverage on Hoops Tonight is brought to you by Chase Freedom Unlimited. How do you cash back? We had a jam-packed, highly entertaining day of playoff hoops. I was traveling out of the country. My wife is turning 30 this week, and our favorite thing to do is ski, so we're celebrating with a ski trip up in Whistler that I'm very, very excited about. Um, but so I apologize that you guys had to wait a little bit longer, but I'm recording this after 2.30 a.m. here in Vancouver so that our staff can get it up for you guys bright and early tomorrow morning. We're just going to focus on Warriors Kings tonight and Knicks Cavs. The Celtics and Sixers also notched very impressive wins, but just for the sake of the situation that I just laid out, we're going to hit them a little bit later on. Uh, in this week. So you guys know the drill before we get started. Subscribe to the Volumes YouTube channel so you don't miss any more of our videos. Follow me on Twitter at underscore JasonLT so you guys don't miss any show announcements. And if for whatever reason you guys miss one of these videos and you can't get back over to YouTube to finish, don't forget you can find them wherever you get your podcasts under Hoops tonight. All right, let's talk some basketball. So it's so funny when you start watching a playoff series, you could start to see these little matchup things start to play out and you can tell that's going to be the story of the series. And it's clear to me already through one game that the story of the series on the Warriors side of things is going to be can they contain De'Aaron Fox and Malik Monk off the dribble? That was the vast majority of their defensive breakdowns tonight was just dribble penetration. And that's going to be a battle that they're going to have to figure out. And then on the other side of things, on the Kings side, where they particularly struggled... They defended the three-point line really well, and they forced the Warriors into a lot of tough shots. There was some impressive shot-making from Steph and Clay, and we'll get a little bit deeper into that, but they didn't defend the rim well. As a matter of fact, the Warriors shot 68% on twos 
in this game. So if the Warriors adjust their shot selection and start to play more Warriors basketball and get more aggressive to try to generate rim pressure, they could be in some problem uh, in some trouble. So those are going to be the two major matchups that we're going to be looking at. We're looking at the uh, the perimeter defense element. We talk about this a lot on this show, but I look at perimeter defense like the offensive line, defensive line dynamic in the NFL. That push and pull ends up kind of going on underneath the radar a lot of the times because we focus on skill players. It's just the natural you know, inclination we have as fans to focus on the more exciting things that are happening. Uh, but the reality is, is whether or not you you know, get a good push up front when you're trying to run the ball is going to make a lot bigger difference than anything involving the running back, correct? And whether or not you can protect the quarterback usually is going to go a long way towards giving your quarterback time to make reads um, uh, what, uh, and, and make, the, uh, make the right reads and move the ball down the field through the air, right? So you just absolutely have to have quality line play. And the same concept takes place in basketball. I don't care how well you communicate. I don't care how well you rotate. I don't care how athletic you are. If you're constantly in rotation, you will severely struggle to get stops. As opposed to if you can flatten out drives and force guys to, you know, it, it, it kind of goes even further to the way that your help defenders operate. If your help defender can just kind of sort of dig at the basketball, but stay with his man, as opposed to having to outright leave his man to hard help, that is makes a world of difference to, you know, whether or not guys are in passing lanes, whether or not you can force turnovers, as opposed to a wide open shooter standing on the perimeter. That push-pull dynamic of perimeter defense means everything. Now, the encouraging part from the Warriors' standpoint is I do think they have the personnel to do so. Some of their problems they had down the stretch of this game was, you know, getting beat in transition and leading to cross matches or they spent a good amount of the time with Clay Thompson on De'Aaron Fox at the end of that game. I'm not sure if that's a matchup they'll be able to stick with through the whole series. They might have to um, uh, try to keep Gary Payton on the floor longer or, you know, but here's the problem. Like even Andrew Wiggins was struggling a bit with uh, containing Malik Monk off the dribble. So, you know, and, and, and again, like obviously he hasn't played a lot lately. So conditioning can play a role in that defensive rhythm can play a role in that, but it is what it is. And by, by the time this series is over, if the Warriors are going to advance, they're eventually going to have to figure out how to contain De'Aaron Fox and Malik Monk off the dribble. This is a consistent kind of like theme that you see in the NBA playoffs. We're going to talk about it a little bit more with the Knicks and Cavs here in a minute involving Chetty Osman and their decision to play him over Isaac Okoro down the stretch in the way that opened up a matchup for Jalen Brunson to attack. They were attacking Clay at the end of this game. Now, I want to give Clay the benefit of the doubt. This is a one-game sample, and we can even look back to the NBA Finals last year. And if you watch the film of the first three games of that series versus the last three games of that series, and you look at the difference in the way that guys like Clay Thompson were defending, guys like Andrew Wiggins, guys like Gary Payton, and then you look at the second half of that series and how they just locked everybody down, one of the most underrated uh, plot lines of that NBA Finals series was Clay Thompson locked down Jalen Brown down the stretch of that series. And so that battle is something that they can win in the long run. They just have to do a better job. It's less about schematics. I mean, maybe Steve Kerr has to get involved if you get deeper into the series and consistent matchups are getting beat. But a lot of times it's just do better. You know, Clay's got to slide his feet better. Guy's got to get back in transition better. On the offensive end for the Warriors, you know, and, and I want to credit the Kings a great deal here because, again, when you 
are in a drop coverage, which is the vast majority of what you're going to see in situations where Sabonis is involved in a screening action, right? And it's technically not a drop coverage because he's coming up high out of his drop, but the semantics are unimportant. Whoever's guarding the screener, whether he's up at the level of the screen or he's back, Sabonis is just not bothering a lot um, as as shooters are coming up over the top. You saw uh, uh, Steph Curry hit a, a few shots in his face as he was coming over the drop coverage in the fourth quarter. But the guard has a very important job there. His job is to provide what's called a rear view contest or to provide back pressure, whatever you want to call it. He's got to chase over the top. And there was a little stretch there in that fourth quarter where Steph and Clay got obscenely hot and they made some incredibly difficult shots. I think it, like, the, the three that Steph hit in the, hit in the corner on that like one-timer catch and release from behind the backboard, that was ridiculous. There was that crazy step back he hit on De'Aaron Fox with like a minute and a half left that got it back within one. That was ridiculous. They hit some tough shots. Clay Thompson hit a couple of tough ones. But surrounding that were some ones that they missed. And again, this is where you have to separate process from results. I'll give you an example. Um, towards the end of the game, there was a play where uh, Andrew Wiggins with one, it was that final possession with like 20-something seconds left. Warriors are down one. And the uh, Warriors actually get downhill and create dribble penetration, get a, get a paint touch, and they kick to Andrew Wiggins in the weak side corner, and he misses the shot. And I get it, like Steph Curry's hot. You're thinking get the ball to Steph, but that's a great shot for a good shooter, right? Whereas even the ones that Steph and Clay were making in that fourth quarter, if you asked them, they'd probably say, you know, those are tougher shots in our shot diet. Shots that we're capable of making, but ideally we'd want to get something better. I felt like Steph and Clay were playing a little bit of home run ball there in that fourth quarter. And again, like that's where you have to separate process and results. They made a few of those, but then they kept trying to do that and it wasn't working, right? And there was no rhythm and flow in their offense. And then they did finally generate a wide-open shot for Wiggins, and he missed it. So I do believe that over the course of the series, the pathway to victory for the Warriors is figuring out how to contain the basketball on the defensive end of the floor and then improving their offensive process. Don't play home run ball. The Kings are defending the three-point line really well. The pain opportunities are, are there. They can't protect the rim. That's your opportunity to attack, finish at the rim when you have the opportunity to, and generate higher quality three-point shots on the perimeter that are off the catch or your standstill facing the rim, either wide open or a closeout coming that you can attack, right? Like shot quality is 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 going to bear out over a seven-game series. In a one-game sample size, anything can happen. There was a really tough shot that Harrison Barnes hit down the stretch of that game, like a pound dribble, step back, pull up three. Really tough shot. Tip the cap, one-game sample. that Like that can happen. But if you don't, solve the shot the shot quality dynamic then over seven games that's not going to work out in your favor I uh, just rewatched. I, I watched the fourth quarter of Kings Warriors at a, a at a bar in Los Angeles at an airport bar in Los Angeles while we were waiting for our flight and I rewatched it just now and just kind of looked at all the offensive possessions there in that fourth quarter and like look at the Kings shots like there's there were a couple tough ones in there right like the Harrison Barnes one was tough that there was a step back from De'Aaron Fox over Draymond Green that was tough but outside of that it's a lot of like De'Aaron Fox getting tons of separation into a floater getting all the way to the rim trying to dunk on people Malik Monk getting into the lane and drawing fouls and getting to the rim in transition just beating guys off the dribble and getting incredibly high quality shots 
the two threes that De'Aaron Fox hit in the fourth quarter. Like, yeah, he's not the same type of shooter as Steph Curry, but he's pretty damn open. Those are good looks for a guy who's having a really good shooting season and has been one of the best players in the league this year. So, again, like the, the series won't flip until they flip the shot quality dynamic. From the, uh, the, the standpoint of the Kings, I was just generally impressed with their effort. We talked in our series preview about how they might need to balance out the dynamic of shot creation versus defensive personnel. We saw a lot of Davion Mitchell in this game. He did a really nice job defending Jordan Poole. Um, that's going to be a dynamic they're going to have to continue to figure out over the course of the series, especially since Malik Monk in particular can run a little bit hot and cold. And there's no guarantee that he'll continue to shoot that well throughout the series. A lot of good if you're a Kings fan. You, um, you, your guards seem to be defending well. Uh, Sabonis didn't play very well. You have to think that he's going to play better over the course of the series. Malik Monk in his game translating to the playoffs. Lots and lots of good and uh, a, lot, a lot to be excited about if you're a Kings fan. That said, you know, the Warriors have a championship pedigree. I do believe that they can improve some process things that will help them particularly on the offensive end of the floor. And then on the defensive end of the floor, look, like we were looking after game three against Boston, like they can't guard these guys. And then you know what? Suddenly they guarded those guys. And I've talked a lot about this before, but when you when you stand eye to eye with a ball handler and he starts to make moves on you, it might work one time, it might work 10 times. Once it gets up to 20, 30, 40 times, you've seen that same dribble combination. You've seen that same move. You've seen that same body language. You start to solve the offensive player. And that's where over the course of a series, like only the truly great players continue to create advantages and you hope that that starts to swing in your favor in the long run but big time win for the kings uh warriors are still in this that was an incredibly exciting um uh first game of that series and i think we all figured that that would be the most entertaining game in the first round and it definitely lived up to the hype but good start for the kings warriors need to contain the basketball better and stop going for home runs on offense play some warriors basketball all state wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet.
And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. All right, let's move on to Knicks-Cavs. So when when I um, picked the Knicks to beat the Cavs, there were a couple of specific reasons that I was looking at. One, I thought that Jalen Brunson would be able to hold up well in the matchup with Donovan Mitchell, primarily as a decision maker, right? I thought that bared out today. Donovan Mitchell had put on it put on a ridiculous show. <laughs> Just like the the level of shot making, there was that that wild stretch in the fourth quarter. It was like steel bucket, steel bucket, steel bucket. Like he Donovan Mitchell's insane. But here's the problem: he can also kind of go through these extended stretches where he just tries to shoot himself out of every situation, right? It's like just that tiny bit of Westbrook that he has in him. And I thought you saw that a little bit at the end of the third quarter when the Knicks were going on their run. And Jalen Brunson, he's in, he doesn't have the athletic ceiling that Donovan Mitchell has. He doesn't have the ability to get separation against superior athletes the way that Donovan Mitchell does. But he's just a little bit more measured in his approach. He's much more methodical. Uh, and and he's a better playmaker and so like I thought that would just be able to bridge that gap and you know what like Jalen Brunson had a little bit of a rough night in the early portions of the game um he was struggling a bit with Isaac Okoro and and then he kind of picked his spots right like right there at the end of the third and then right there at the end of the fourth quarter he just knew his time to get involved offensively and and he and and, and like again when you spam high pick and roll all game long the way that Donovan Mitchell does eventually and again what is this what did I say in the series preview the Knicks guards are the strength of their defense and so if the Knicks guards get an extra 30 40 reps guarding this same high pick and roll offense that the Cavs run every single time they're just going to figure out how to get good contests on Donovan Mitchell and I don't care how talented he is those pull-up contested jump shots are going to be missed more than half of the time which means you can go through cold spells and that's exactly what happened especially when they needed baskets towards the end of the game I I thought uh, one of the most interesting matchup things in this series I talked a lot about this in the series preview again was can the Cavs keep Isaac Coro on the floor when he's clearly their best perimeter defender but he's one of the worst spot-up players in the league I can't remember the exact number off the top of my head but Isaac Okoro is is converting spot-up possessions at an extremely low rate, despite the fact that he's shooting the three-ball well, although he did not shoot the ball well in this particular game. And I said Isaac Okoro needs to shoot in the 40s from three to keep him on the floor for his defensive impact. They ended up going with Chetty Osman instead, and, and Jalen Brunson just picked on him at the end of that game, getting him on switches, beating him off the dribble for easy shots. And again, that's the thing. Donovan Mitchell can make the most amazing shots in the world because he's one of the most gifted athletes in the world. He's one of the best basketball players in the world. But he doesn't have that methodical surgeon approach that Jalen Brunson has where he's just picking on your worst defender and getting easy shots. 
and that's what separates him and that and that's why I believe in even though Donovan has that higher upside that Jalen can outplay him in this series you saw Julius Randle just bring that different like that uh, versatility element that I talk about all the time winning the game with physicality it's clear that as talented as Evan Mobley is he's just a little too thin for Julius he's struggling to contain him in box outs he's struggling to stop him from getting to his spots that's not going to change over the course of the series in fact that might get worse not only as Julius gets in better shape but he's the bigger stronger player he's not going to wear down the way that Evan Mobley does um you know I, I said this going into the series the Knicks were what 17th in defense um during the regular season but what the thing I said was they defend the Cavs well and you know what they defended the Cavs well again tonight. I would I would honestly, I would consider just going with Isaac Okoro anyway, even if he's not playing well enough offensively. Embrace the rock fight. In general, they need to compete better physically. Like Mobley and Allen just got bullied on the front line. The Knicks guards bullied the Cavs guards to rebounding position as well. The offensive glass was a huge factor in this game. What did I say in the preview? I said Josh Hart's winning impact would scream off of the screen. When you watch that game today, did it feel like Josh Hart's winning impact would scream off the screen? Again, it's just one game. It's a long series. The Cavs were favored for a reason. They're a good team. They have a lot of talent. They absolutely can come back and win this thing. But the concerning thing for the Cavs is all of these specific matchup pieces that I saw as advantages for the Knicks going into the series have played out as advantages for the Knicks early in the series they have to find a way to flip that on their uh, on uh, on their head at find some diversity offensively mix things up don't attack the same exact way every single time you have to play some, uh, defensive personnel that can switch because Jalen Brunson is going to attack you throughout the game you have to compete more in the physicality areas of the game they simply have uh, have to play better um that I think that was probably the most disappointing thing for the Cavs is they would get some stops towards the end of the game and then here would come another offensive rebound just to suck the life out of their sails. Um, but yeah, uh, a very entertaining first day. Um, we will be going, I'm, I'm not sure if we're going live or covering the games uh, just uh, through a video upload to YouTube. That entirely depends on my Wi-Fi situation when we get to Whistler tomorrow. Uh, but just keep an eye on my Twitter feed at underscore JasonLT. That's where I'll kind of post show announcements and keep you guys posted as to how everything's going. I apologize again for the delay on this video, but hey, it's a happy birthday present to my wife. I appreciate you guys, and I will see you tomorrow. The Volume. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. 
You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids. No plug needed. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. (laughs) You can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. 